0: If you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Ear Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet sounding instruments. Go to ToeirGuitars.us, that's T O I R G U I T A R S.us, and contact Ed today. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 69. What's going on, Neil? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, sound like you had a busy day off. Stupid timing. Started <laughs> started at the wrong time, man. It just ran up against it. I didn't
1: think I was going to be gone as long as I was, but...
0: And you're just uh, just returning from vacation, man. It seems like it's been a long time since we've done one of these recordings.
1: I know. I'm actually on vacation right now again, but I decided to work a couple of days this week. So, <laughs> not, not the real deal, but good enough.
0: The vacation is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have an interesting conversation. We have Sons of Liberty, a UK Southern rock band with us. We have Fred and Rob.
2: Welcome, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks for speaking to us, guys.
0: We're happy to have you here. And we are... Well, first, I want to see... I see you guys uh, have, have some bourbon or some something to drink there with you. What, what are you guys having while we talk tonight?
2: Go on, you go first, Fred. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm going to upset everyone... In the, in the US, because I've got some f- fine Scottish single malt <laughs> uh, whiskey. All right, uh, and this is from the Isle of Skye, uh, Talisker, ten year old Talisker. It's a, it's a very peaty. Uh,
0: it's
2: it's not a, it's not a, an easy easy drinking
3: single malt. It's
0: <laughs> I bit I would like. A lot of flavors. You. Yeah, yeah. Worth a try, Talisker.
3: Yeah, Talisker. Talisker. Yeah, okay. good stuff. Well, I'm i I'm, I'm more your way, guys. I'm I've got a buffalo trace. Oh like yeah, hey, buddy. Yeah, I've got a buffalo trace, and I got it in a Sons of Liberty glass. Oh, oh all right. Wow. There you Man, go. That's our need, shot glass there. We Perfect. need one of
0: those, Rob. Yep. And I wish you luck. You need to mail one of those to U.S. Oh, to absolutely. the U.S. We'll
3: sort something out for you, I'm sure. <laughs> all <laughs> right. I'd like to greet you. I'll greet you in a Welsh way, which is yachgeda.
0: Yachedah. Yachgeda.
3: Okay. Good health. Okay. Right. I like that.
0: Yeah. So how did you come across Buffalo Trace? I, I believe everyone that we've had an interview with from the UK, it's been Jim Beam every time, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, All you done.
1: have to actually go look for the good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, You're, yeah, talk, yeah. you're talking yeah. to a, a UK southern rock band here. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's moonshine half the time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Okay, I love it. <laughs>
2: so we're having Knob
0: Creek single barrel. Dude. Oh,
3: that's a good one.
0: Yeah, and the reason oh. I pulled this out was because you know we're usually running into Jim Beam. They mm-hmm. said Jim Beam's what's most available, I guess, uh, over there on your side. So I thought I'd pull out a, uh, a Jim Beam distillery product. I, I, I like it But quite. it's
1: one of your favorites, yeah. too.
0: Knob Creek Single Barrel. This one, this one was bottled in January 2011 and put on a shelf in June 2020. So we've got about a nine-and-a-half-year-old Knob Creek Single oh, wow, Barrel here. Oh, that's
3: good. Ooh. Well, we're, we're very fortunate, actually. Um We do have a lot of um, bourbon over here from you guys. Okay. And uh, we do have a a good choice to drink, to be honest with you. So we're very, very lucky. And there's yeah. always new stuff coming on. I think Knob Creek would be my favorite. In fact, it's in one of the songs, if I don't know whether you're uh, aware of the, um, the one song that we wrote about friend, uh, the um, American whiskey called Dixie Whiskey. Uh-huh. You need to listen to the words. I'm not going to tell you what we put down for Nob's <laughs> Creek, but I think you might have a good idea. All right. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers.
1: Cheers, guys. Cheers, gentlemen. Good health. Good
0: health. Say that again for us, Rob. Yachida. <laughs> Here we go. Good health. <laughs> ya, I think I say it. I think I got it, dude. That is. That's good, isn't it? Look how dark. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> I must have been. I was. Uh, I'm. I'm a, a pit partial to a tin cup. I love tin cup from Denver, okay, Colorado. It's a really nice whiskey. I was living in Colorado many years ago, and I, I, I know it's not a bourbon, but um, oh, I love that whiskey so much. It's yeah. a really good whiskey. Yeah. I might have
1: to try some when I'm
0: out there on Friday. I don't even know if you guys are aware, but we're in Kentucky, so we we try to stick to Kentucky bourbons.
3: Well, I've just sworn at you then. By mentioning (laughs) mentioning Denver. That's okay, though. (laughs) What time of the day is it in
2: Kentucky?
0: Well, you gave us an excuse to drink earlier than we yeah. usually did. <laughs> Quite early. It's one o'clock. It's, it's afternoon. It's one yeah. o'clock, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Generally, uh, we
1: have some pretty light breakfast bourbon, but he went with the 120 proof today, so we're going to be walking down the studio feeling yeah, <laughs> either taking a nap or ready for the day. I don't know which one. I, I'm not sure.
0: And, and Neil and I, we kind of changed the expression, it's five o'clock somewhere to it's noon somewhere. So, yeah. you know, yeah. as, as long as it's, as long as yeah. it's afternoon, yep. we're good. I agree. Yeah. I <laughs> And as if it's, if it's a Bloody Mary, you're okay at breakfast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start off. You know, we uh, so Rob, you're the front man, right? I am indeed. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with Fred then, because you know. <laughs> it,
3: well, 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 yeah. Get him out of the way first, then make it interesting.
2: <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard being with Robert too. <laughs>
0: So Fred, why don't you start off, why don't you just go back and tell us about your earliest memories of music and, uh, you know, if if there's a point in your life where that point was that you realized music was going to be a big part and be important to your life.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're of a certain age, um, but that means we got to kind of, uh, our formative years, there was just rock music everywhere. I was probably 14, 15, and, you know, there were uh we had a, a show here called Top of the Pops and you know it was the it was oh, yeah. the pop show you know which, which would be playing really te- dreadful music these days. Uh, <laughs> yes. but then you know you had bands like Black Sabbath, UFO, uh Deep Purple were on Top of the Pops, Slade, who you I know, Rob, you know, well, loves. Uh, you know, there were rock bands on mainstream TV. Um it it was just the, the music of that time. So and they're all guitar based. And I'm a terrible singer, so I couldn't be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I went to school one day and um a, a couple of my good friends at school basically said, you know, one of them said, I'm getting a drum kit, the other one said I'm getting a bass guitar. And they said, if you get a guitar, we'll form a band. And none of us could play. Um and I've not, you know, I'd been terrible at music lessons and things in, in school before that. So um I went out and bought this really dreadful guitar. Uh, and I just I adored the thing. I just <laughs> fell in love with it, and struggled through with that. And the drummer got on much quicker than than the rest of us. And he joined a, a heavy metal band, new wave of heavy metal band called Jaguar, who were quite big in the UK at the uh, um, in the in sort of the late seventies, early eighties. They sort of took off a bit. Uh, I think Metallica referenced them as one of their, wow. their sort of influ- early influences.
1: No kidding.
2: Um, so. Um, I used to go and watch them rehearse and and pick up tips from their guitarist, and then yeah, just got into writing my own stuff. Um, you know, back in those days, you could go to the local concert hall. You know, every every couple of weeks there was you know, it was uh, Rainbow or uh, Scorpions or Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Judas Priest. You know, you, you, they came to to Bristol, which is where I, where I was at that time, uh, in in the south of the, of, the, of England. Um, and you just saw these these great live bands, and uh, and the clubs that we had were were, were crazy. Uh, so there were smaller bands playing the clubs, and you know, so it was it was right from that first moment for me that you know, get a guitar, we'll form a band, and 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 that was it. And like this awful guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was fascinated that it was it was an electric guitar, you know, uh, uh, and you could plug it in. I didn't have an amp to start with. You know, I've always got one next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's never one far away. Oh, that's not um, Fenderhead. St- so that's that a, that's yeah, kind of my, my start.
1: Telecaster yeah. or Stratocaster right there? What do you got?
2: Tele- that's the Telecaster. I think yeah. it was, a
1: telecast, a tele, is, if it was the Telecaster. Is that telecast.
0: your uh, so that's your baby blue or, or the bluish Telecaster? Is-
2: it is, yeah, It's it's, it's, a, it's a Sonic Blue one in the video in the Ruby Star video, yeah. yeah it looks like um, you've
0: had that for a while. Oh yeah.
2: It's, no, I haven't had it that long. Ooh. I went in the studio um, when we recorded the album, and the, the studio is also used by uh, a guy called Chris Barris, who's really you know, really quite well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and his it's a custom shop Telecaster I bought, but he had a he left it in the studio, and I got to play that a bit, and I thought I'm a Les Paul guy.
4: Yeah,
2: oh yeah. Uh, but I, you know, played that a bit in the studio, and and as soon as I could, I went and found one similar. So, yeah, but yeah, mainly Les Pauls. But I mean, that uh, the telecast is fantastic.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I just it's noticed that it
0: looked like it'd shop. been played a while. You know, been played it for quite a
2: while. Yeah, it's one of those they did in the custom shop to make it look old. Oh, yeah. relic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah.
3: So yeah, that's kind of that's that's me really where I started. How about you? Um... Well, as you might have noticed, I'm a bit older than Fred, but he looks older than me. So at the end of the day, <laughs> it, balances, it balances out, you know. Um, I, well, I'm, I, I come from Wales, and um, the, Whale, the, the Welsh are known for singing. It's the land of singing. And um, through my early years, I was um, a singer in choirs and everything, for school choirs and stuff like that. So I enjoyed singing from a very early age. Music-wise. Um, I don't know. I've got I've got a collective type of interest. I love I love vocalists, and I remember the first rock vocalist I listened to was David Byron from Uriah Heep. Um, he really got me in, interested in rock music in general. And then, of course, you have the natural graduation into uh, Gillan Ian Gillan from Deep Purple. Um, I'd stand on my own in the house when my parents were out and try and hit the notes he was doing at <laughs> the age of 13 or 14, I was just going for it all the time. Oh, wow. Um, but the singers who really inspired me were, were those singers. Um, as a, as regards to my Welshness, well, I, I formed uh, a Welsh band in the in the early seventies, and we sang in Welsh, which is a really weird language to listen to in Welsh. Uh, uh, rock music in Welsh is really strange. You ever get <laughs> no, a chance, really? have a listen, because um, <laughs> it's a very hard language. So I started singing um, sort of music at that age in bands, um, and it was a, quite a big scene actually, the Welsh scene. Um, and there was always opportunities for recording stuff because there wasn't many of us doing it, so that was quite nice. But anyway, moving on. Got involved in in you know in listening to rock music. I'm a big fan of Noddy Holder from Slade. I know they weren't very big in the states, but he was a, he he had a voice that was was amazing, incredibly, and it was a very hard voice. And I sang along with him. Started listening to David Coverdale, um, North Winds in particular. The album I loved that album. I'm not big a fan of White Snake. I'll be quite honest with you, but David Coverdell on that particular album was incredible. And then. Um, bon scott came along um Mm -hmm. big fan of him alex harvey they're all the english guys other than of course bon and they were they were expressionists they were people who could stand on the stage and put a show on as well that was important to me i just didn't like just vocalists i wanted to see something so i was inspired by those guys um was another band called the heavy metal kids um were an incredible band in the uk as well um so, yeah, they were them but grandmaster uh, not grandmaster funk um grand funk uh, railroad I loved they oh, were a great yeah. American band. I loved their music. I listened to that a lot. I remember the first time I heard Molly Hatchett, a friend brought it out, and I thought, no, I don't like it, I didn't like it at all um, oh. but i was i was in the, I was into a bit of a proggy stage of my life, so um <laughs> i uh, Jethro Tull and all that type of stuff, but I regret it now because I missed a big chunk of their music. I think the first Southern rock band I listened to was Blackfoot. Um, Mm. And they were a great inspiration in the 70s. Um, Dive of a Working Man, I loved that. I learned all the lyrics to that. So I was inspired by those type of vocalists. I like rough, loud, noisy vocalists. I'm not a a subtle singer in the slightest. So um, they were the guys that inspired me, to be honest with you. So when I go to church on a Sunday morning, I sound like a foghorn singing. (laughs) Well, I used to. Um, there's all this lovely choir stuff going on, and I was singing, it, and I thought, no, perhaps uh, choirs will have had their day now. But I have promised myself I'll sing for a Welsh choir when I'm old. So that's oh. that's yet to come.
1: <laughs> so
3: um,
1: <laughs> you mentioned, uh, when you're talking about Slade, uh, hard voice, and when you were learning and developing, uh, what can you describe what you're talking about when you say hard voice?
3: Well... I don't think, I, personally, and I may be wrong in saying this. I this is. I, I, I think I'm taking a risk in saying this. I don't think um, you can make a singer. I think singers are singers. They're, it's mm-hmm. there in them anyway. And I think you prevent you, you actually be. A, you need to be practicing singing from an early age to be able to be, be able to sing like some of those singers, David Coverdale, Gillen. I know they were early singers.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I think it's something that you learn. It's the breathing it's understanding what you can and can't do you don't wreck your voice but you keep within your um, capabilities i suppose um you look after it um i can't say i always look after it because i do like a little bourbon now again um, (laughs) before we sing but um i think it's something that you 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 teach yourself to do um and it's like what fred said you know he he likes the guitar so he learned the guitar the way he wanted to learn it and as a vocalist i suppose you pick something you like and go right i like that i like bon scott he had a very high range um david mm-hmm. david byron from uriah he had a very high range and it's just hitting those notes at an early age you can take through into your singing career later on in life yeah um and that's what i've always tried to do um mm-hmm. i didn't sing like that before but i think it comes on in fact I, the the interesting thing is i went to a, a music teacher only 20 years ago to, to perfect my voice. And she said, I can't do anything with you. There's nothing I can do. I, I can't sing like that. And I don't know how you can. So I, I can't help you. So it's quite an interesting concept, really.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like um, singing from an early age. And, and you mentioned him being Welsh and that being a part of the culture. There's a lot of like guitar players who have uh, fathers that grew up as musicians. And we talk about ear training a lot. That... That people that were around music and around, especially guitar or or a parent who had, they they get this early childhood education, man, that I think that translates into something that, that you can't teach on the back end, kind of what you were talking about with your... It's so always singing and always pushing. Them. Yeah, it's
3: interesting. I tried to play the guitar. I'm not a musician. I, 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 you know, I play a little bit of mandolin and harmonica and stuff. But I'm not. I'm, you know, I wasn't very good at it even at a young age. I did the dexterity of fingers. I couldn't do. I, I tried and I couldn't do it.
1: Your instrument is your voice. Is your vo- and your voice and, and, and I, you know having that training it's, for it's, years. Yeah,
3: yeah, and it's a muscle. You train a yeah. muscle like you do in any physical activity. And to train your voice, you need to be able to. Do the scales and be able to hit those notes that perhaps other people can't do. So yeah, I think it's something that sort of um, it it improves all the time. In fact, I I think Fred would agree. I'm singing better than I have for a long time, but it's something that I'm quite aware of, um, and I'm trying to perfect that. And I'm still Mm -hmm. learning. I'm still learning all the time. You know, it never goes away. You're always listening to other people.
0: Yeah. You know, as I listen to you talk about. Uh, really pushing yourself at a young age to really extend your range—it uh, it reminded me of our interview with Derek Dave mm-hmm. from from LA, and he said he started out vocalizing guitar solos at a real young age, and uh, he, he feels like that really contributed to to where he is now with his with his vocals and being able to go down when he needs to go down and go up when he needs to go up and really stretch stretch out. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's interesting because we got one song on the album that. Um I've always been reluctant to, particularly the Southern rock band, I didn't particularly want to give that sort of sound really because it's, it's more of a gruffy um, singing voice. And in one of the songs that you might have heard, which is um, Fire and Gasoline, yeah, I went for it. I thought, well, I'll give it a go and see what it sounds like. And uh, Josiah, who was our producer, said, no, I want you to keep that in. And I thought, well, I don't know whether it goes with Southern rock, but I'm glad we did now because it, it just suits the song.
0: Are you talking about the intro, the the vocal vocals in the intro? Yeah, yeah that... the
3: actual chorus as well, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit Brian Johnson.
0: I think we'll play a little bit of that here. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's uh that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and I think we I mean what was Rob saying about his voice getting better, I mean it it has and and we noticed I think we all kind of Rob probably known this for a while, but when we did the previous album, the longer Rob sang, the more he could do. And this all of a sudden something just clicks. So actually Rob's one of these singers that that benefits from from Playing long sets. Some, yeah, singing for a, a long session. Yeah. It just gets better and better and better. It doesn't get worse. And and I don't know, it's obviously not sustainable forever. Yeah. But, you know, all of a sudden, this extra thing, this extra quality just arrives. I, I mean, talk, you know, singers have to warm up and stuff, and you can see why. it. it that was an example of that, you know, where it just... It, it was all there, this range and power. Oh
0: yeah. I could imagine the but, engineer, producer, whoever not want to throw that out. There. Makes you want to punch somebody in the face. Yeah.
2: I'm I'm a peaceful,
1: <laughs> peaceful I've never been in a fight in my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, well yeah, watch it now. The North Creek. <laughs> so let's uh,
0: let's go ahead and play a play a little bit of damage reputation for our our listeners. And then we we have to talk about how you guys really got attracted and decided that Southern Rock was going to be your thing. So you want to lead us into (laughs) Damage Reputation?
3: Well, Damage Reputation was, believe it or not, the first song we wrote for the album. Um, We we pinned it down very quickly and then forgot about it. And we concentrated on the other songs we were doing. And um, it wasn't until we went back to it that we thought, oh, okay, this is not too bad. It takes a while, it's like everything else, it takes a while to, to to get into a song. And um when we took it to the studio and played it um for uh Josiah to to to, to record, he just put his magic on it and it sounds even better. Well, it sounds a hundred percent better than what it did when we played it first of all. So it's it's um a combination of us and a combination of a very good producer. And this is called damage reputation.
0: All right, here we go.
1: Southern Rock, UK band. <laughs> so, uh, how did? I, mean, I guess we need to get into the evolution of how you how you guys got together, uh, and, and how you find a group of guys that all like Southern Rock. And the, uh, is it is that played a lot in, um, on radio? I mean, did you have to seek yeah. that out, or how in the world is does, the does Southern Rock become? your, your, your well, sound.
2: I think you know going back to the sort of previous question when when we were getting into music it was just rock Ah, so Leonard Skinner and Blackfoot and Molly hatchett were just it was just heavy rock for us okay yeah
1: uh,
2: they just they just came from the states and I think you know a lot of that music was influenced by you know, bands like free and, and 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 humble pie and things like that. it was all yeah, and even the stones, yeah, the crossover with,
0: yeah. You know. It's interesting you say that because I'd always heard that, like, you know, Leonard Skinner, the Almond brothers, you know, Marshall Tucker, all those guys, they didn't even like the term Southern Rock. You yeah. know, they thought it was kind of redundant. You know, this this is just, like you said, this is rock. It's just yeah. rock. Yeah. Why, why and, and, do you call it Southern Rock? This is rock.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think that what makes it Southern Rock is obviously, yeah, we're challenged because we're not from, <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky or whatever, uh, uh, or Muscle Shoals, um, but it's 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 the lyrics really. It's the stories, and they're the the folk stories and the stories about ordinary people and real people. You know, it's not fantasy rock. It's not about you know all about uh, chicks and sex and 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 stuff. The stories are relatable. Mm. You know, listen to you know skinned lyrics yeah uh, the simple man well we'll, Well, it's so rooted so much rooted in
0: blues and and country yeah I think it's it's so much
1: rooted in roots having like having uh, having roots uh, I think maybe that's part of it you know this place that you you're from it's
2: songs about people that are are somewhere and 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 are living somewhere and not looking to do something else and be somewhere else and I think that related you know that's something I always loved about the rock was the 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 stories and the folk kind of side of it mm. um but you know and and yeah you know, we just grew up loving that music and the band really started we the the, the rock scene here was was you know guitar driven music was was really hard for years you know and we were all in covers bands and we knew each other from around the local scene from covers bands and and moose and I the other, moose the other guitarist and I were Wanting to start a southern rock band, we have been listening to southern rock, and at about the same time as, as some of the the US bands, smaller kind of bands at the time were coming over and, and being quite successful over here. So it was bands like Cadillac Three and Blackberry Smoke, uh, okay. uh, Blackstone Cherry, All obviously right. the heavier side, which is probably you know more more our kind of leaning.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw Blackstone Cherry's coming, uh, going to be over there with you guys in September.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know they were bigger over here. And I don't know, what, you know how big they are in the States, but they're, they're big over here. Mm. And they they took off over here, as did Cadillac 3, took off over here really early. And Blackberry Smoke and um, Whiskey Myers, you know, they, they were coming over together kind of thing. And, and there was an audience. Mm. Um, so we'd, we'd started doing sort of Southern Rock covers uh, just as that kind of scene picked up. And we started slipping in, you know, a Blackberry Smoke song or a Cadillac 3 song or a Blackstone Cherry song into the set. And they went down as well as, you know, Ormond Brothers or Molly Hatchett. And we we just got inspired to write some music of our own. And we'd absorbed all of this Southern rock by playing the covers for a few years. And uh, uh, it was something we are all into. So we just wrote like that. There's a gap for that. For certainly in the UK, for that kind of slightly heavier, more Molly Hatchety kind of southern rock, you know, a lot of the bands coming over, which we love, but they're much more um, country southern.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and that, you know, we, we go and see these bands all the time, you know, Whiskey Mars and Brothers Osborne and uh, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're like fantastic.
1: Americana now is what they, they call that over here. Yeah. yeah.
2: But the, there wasn't anyone really doing the, the heavier end. Um, there's like Hogjaw and, and bands like that, that, you know, they're doing sort of heavier stuff, mm. but not, you know, not very well known over here. Um, so there was a kind of, that's, that was our thing. And that's, that's kind of where we started, is not it, Rob?
3: Well, yeah, I think, um, I, I, I'm a bit more, uh, I'm not as hard as these guys as regards to music. I'm a more of a Marshall Tucker band type guy. Uh, they were the ones who started, and particularly the, the main band for me was Black Oak, Arkansas. You know, Jim Dandy again, what a great front man. He 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 blew my mind when I saw him for the first time, I'll be honest with you. I, I wanted to do stuff like that. Um for me, Southern Rock is an emotive type thing. It brings the best out of you. It's family, it's it's um looking after each other, it's um sharing a, a purpose in life. Uh, and that means a lot to me. Um and, and I suppose it inspired me with Fred to write the music with the rest of the boys as well. And we felt our writing skills and our our our, our playing skills were very much based in that line of music, uh, better than perhaps. There's too much other rock stuff out there. We couldn't compete with that. There's a lot of great bands out there. So we thought, no, let's 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 do what we believe in. And that's what it. That's what that's how it turned out. Really, uh, Moose and Fred formed the band. And little old me was playing with a little covers band, doing covers. And fortunately, they came and asked and said, "Do you want to come and join us?" And I said, "Absolutely, I'd love to do that."
0: When was of course that? The
3: covers band. Yeah, the covers band went into 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 the original band that we are today. Um, oh, cool. And it, and it, it, it's it's a challenge, um, but we enjoy it, and um, we get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And I think because of that, then people come and see us, and they buy the music as well.
2: So how long have you guys been together? Yeah, we're a pretty new band, really. So 2014, the covers sort of thing started. But it wasn't until it was 2018 we released the first original EP. So we're quite prolific. So that was Shinola. Uh, And then we released the second EP later the same year, uh, Asian Oak. Mm. And then the album in 2019, uh, Animism. Um, Obviously last year, we, we didn't release anything yeah, last year. <laughs> yeah. for obvious reasons, but we wrote um, Aces and Eights. So, you know, um, we're not in the first flush of youth. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a new band. So, yeah, 2018. We, we started writing 2017, didn't we? Summer of 2017. Yeah. How did you so get settle on the name? Oh, uh, yeah. Moose and I were bashing, you know, batting ideas around and um, we wanted something to captured that kind of Southern vibe. Mm. Um, mm it's not very politically correct if you look up the origins so don't do that, um, that <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah the sons of liberty were a boy brigade in the in the civil war uh, and they well they were also the the name of the the militia you know the boston tea party militia that kicked us out which we thought was which was kind of quite poetic okay, wait, we're, wait, we're wait. reinvading right. the states we're, we're claiming <laughs> some of it back <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so you guys um, I see that your uh, touring schedule is booked pretty solid coming yeah. up here in the next like, following the rest of the year and really I think even moving on to 2022 yeah. and, and with you guys kind of being in the infancy of, of the band what do you feel like that gap that everybody had to had to feel unfortunately what do you feel like that did to stall momentum and kind of now are you resetting that because i mean you guys are really booked solid
2: yeah i mean we're as someone someone described us the other day so you you guys are really blown up and and we have so we i think we used the downtime well yeah the downside was that we just released our first album and we couldn't really tour it yeah but the the upside was that we put a lot more time and effort into writing and recording Aces and Eights, and that you know, and and we wouldn't have it, it wouldn't have been like it is if we hadn't had mm. that time. Uh, and we also, I mean, a lot of the shows we we already had booked, you know, for the the Animism tour, oh, really? and we just we've moved them. Okay. Um, so we've got a really busy schedule. So we've just kind of. Yeah, we've lost a year, but we've done a lot of stuff in that time. Um, and we've we've been really, you know, we, we work hard. We've been busy on social media and we engage with uh, our, our kind of fan base a lot. Um, we kept people involved and done a couple of little videos and things and um, and some streaming uh, events. Mm. Uh, and our fan base has, has sort of grown, even though we haven't been able to gig, which has oh, been fantastic. Awesome.
1: So you almost didn't you didn't get much to really to support the album that you released in 2019, and now you're, you're you know with, with aces and eights, you're almost doing like a double <laughs> yeah. release. That. you guys could do a, a yeah. two and a half hour set of all the original stuff that hasn't been played before, hey, really hey, in hey, and certain uh, spots. Yeah.
3: Animism is good too. Oh man, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. yeah, oh, thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, oh, wow. I think we we, yeah. we do have a problem there, and unfortunately. The person who's sitting in front of you with the glasses on is the person who puts all the music together for our live shows. And I wouldn't want to do that, to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. So Fred's very good at looking at songs and saying, right, we'll do this and we'll do that. I and mean, they, they all flow very well into each other. But oh, it's, it's a hard one set because... the setlist guy. Oh, he- You're the
1: yeah.
2: setlist guy? Oh, I
3: feel He's the one. Man. Yeah. So yeah. Does he put the, the setlist It's the worst yeah. job.
1: I don't know if you enjoy it or not, but I hate it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I'd rather do it than leave it to the drummer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh,
0: Neil's set list guy hates him because he will never stick to the set list I've never stuck to the set list there's <laughs> no set list <laughs> look man you gotta
1: read the
5: crowd sometimes you, you can't do a slow song after everybody's on the dance floor absolutely That's well
2: why? yeah I mean Rob can't read the set list anyway so sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I forget what I put on it
4: <laughs>
2: so yeah it can go a bit jazz you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's a problem it's, it's you know we've we've written too many songs too quickly um, oh man and you still got to play the you know the, the, the ones that people want to hear from their first EP as well oh yeah. That, even if you if them. Them. yeah even if you're sick of them yeah I mean they're not none of them are that old so we're not really sick of them but yeah it's yeah we want to play the new stuff yeah it's
0: new. so um, your shows are just going to be long
2: <laughs> yeah and we, all, and we do you know we play we play two-hour sets sometimes of our own stuff. But, oh, you know, yeah. Um, you know, if we're the only band on the bill, you know, we do... Well, it takes
0: uh, around and 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 a half, you around that long to warm know. up, right?
2: Yeah, it gets really good by the end. Yeah, around the the end. The last bad. song is really good. The last <laughs> song is the best. <laughs> <laughs> the first,
3: first 20 in a, a dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so one of your songs uh, I listened to today, it was... Uh, pretty fun let's let's talk a little bit about beef jerky boogie
2: (laughs) yeah i mean beef jerky boogie is another one of rob's uh passions (laughs) um yeah you've heard the album and and when people get to hear it in full yeah we like to put a bit of light and shade and a bit of fun in there as well so yeah you don't want to just listen to a load of singles Mm -hmm. you want to listen to something which is entertaining and uh, and, and you yeah, know there's, there's kind of three fun songs on there and this is one of them and it's just a straight ahead kind of Molly Hatchetesque esque boogie really
0: awesome <laughs> yeah let's check it out Beef Jerky Boogie Everybody needs an old beef jerky. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: where, where has it been all our life? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there was, a, there was a bit of a story to that because um, I've used it, I use that song now as a, a little bit of a, a stage in the in the in the show to have a bit of fun. These guys always they're always, as you know, guitarists like to throw little guitar picks out to the of crowd. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey. And the drummer likes to throw a little stick out now and again. And I had nothing to throw out, so I decided to write a song so I could throw beef jerky out. So now I throw beef jerky out into the crowd. And they love it. (laughs) Man, that's rough.
1: Beef jerky's getting expensive, man.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, but oh, I've got some good Jack Daniels beef jerky, so it goes mm-hmm. down really well. Oh, that's the good stuff, man. Yeah, that is Yeah, that the is vegans good. don't rate it very much. <laughs> no, 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 they, they, jump away. Away. <laughs> they don't. They're they tough. don't go to our shows, do they? <laughs> no, they <don't>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> So backing up just a little bit, I had this question earlier when you guys were talking, I forgot to ask it. Did, did either of you guys uh, coming up, did you have any formal training or formal lessons or are you both self-taught?
2: Well, yeah, I'm self-taught. Um, and it was back in the day before YouTube and everything, um, and you just put the, it took a long time, man.
1: So you just were, were uh, you know, rewind, drop the needle, do whatever you had to do to get back that 10 seconds and listen to the solo until you nailed that little part and then move on.
2: Yeah, and that's it. I mean I had a, a book by you know some a guy called Harvey Vinson. It was like a teach yourself guitar, you know, in a week. Thing. Oh yeah. Uh, uh and it was it was kind of bluesy based. So yeah, it was slow and painful. It was a long, painful process. But um that's kind of how it was. If you had lessons then they wanted to teach you classical guitar and and to read music and that wasn't rock and roll, was it? Mm-hmm. So you
4: know
2: my is I've got no theory yeah, uh, the guys tell me I'm always pushing. I uh, know I am. Yeah, you know, I'm ahead of the beat all the time. So I'm I'm not an accomplished player at all. I'm just a feel player that I've I've, I've done it for so long. i managed. I can manage to knock a few notes out. No. Um, but there's there's no. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <I> really do <don't. laughs> <laughs>
1: you you're, you're not going to convince me of that, no, man. I've listened no, to the no. records. Yeah, he
2: yeah about, no, it. and yeah. you yeah, you learn, you learn it, and learning you know, actually learning covers for a while just opened up so much. Yeah, you know, just because I started out trying to write original stuff, so that was even worse. You oh. know I, I I missed all the tricks, and mm. but yeah, I mean, you're just doing it for so long, uh, and uh, and 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 so often, and. Yeah, I've got, I've, I think I've, I've developed a good ear. I can I can usually work out what people are doing pretty quick. Yeah.
0: It's good to have a guitarist that's going to drive you forward in a band. You don't, don't yeah. want anybody dragging.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's definitely
3: me. Yeah. I, I get told off all the time Yeah. <laughs> well, Fred's, Fred's, Fred's a, quite, well, he is. He's a very inspirational player. Um, as a vocalist, I, I get a lot of enjoyment listening to him playing because he he does change he changes the songs around particularly with his solos he 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 goes to another place sometimes it's, it's very much reminiscent of neil young you know you hear him once and then you may not hear that that again and i and fred's got a way of doing it he feels the crowd and he if he wants to prolong a, a guitar break he does it you know and i think that's what it's all about it, it's being in the moment and he 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 is a great guitarist to do that um He's a pain in the ass, but he's a great guitarist to do that.
2: <laughs> I was going to pay you later as well. I?
3: I'm not. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, just
0: listening to you guys talk, I, I bet you're a fun show to watch. You know, if you've got, you know, you talk about Rob as a, as a set goes on, getting stronger and stronger, and doing more and more vocally, and then you know, uh, sometimes you're you hit a zone and you you stay on a solo a little little longer and play to the crowd. It sounds like it's probably a fun, uh, lively show.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're a live band, ultimately, aren't we? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, nothing beats playing in front of an audience and getting that reaction. And, and, you know, I think that's what we all do it for. And everything else around that enables us to do that. And, you know, the, the memories that we have, I mean, we have a lot of fun on the road. You know, we do we do have a laugh. And, and uh, um, But playing, you know, some of the yeah, and we're not play to big crowds. You know, we're 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 a band that's sort of pick taking off, but we're not we're not a big band here. But you know, playing we played sort of twelve hundred people a couple of times and getting, you know, the reaction from the room and a big stage. And I think Rob you know, as Rob says, it kinda of big stage suits us really. Although we're we're not that young, um, we fill a stage. We we like to run about a bit and uh, as long as there's a defibrillator somewhere. <laughs> 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 yeah, very true.
0: <laughs> you mentioned, Rob, the, uh, the lady that said she didn't have anything she could teach you. Did you have any other teachers or any other formal lessons or training?
3: No, not really. As I said, I come from an area of Wales which is predominantly um, there's singers. They're, it's known for it. And... Um, as a young age you're very you're, you're encouraged to sing along and and sing in um choirs and everything and i was in a boys choir and i was in a mixed choir in school and i suppose at the end of the day it just it, get, it, it gets the vocals um working it wasn't my type of music i'll be quite honest with you so that was i would say was the only um the only type of um you know, we'd stand in front of a choir master and he'd guide us and everything. I think that's the only thing I really did. I enjoyed it to be to be honest with you. But um I was uh itching to get out there and sing in front of a microphone. Mm. So
4: mm-hmm. it's
3: it's a learning process. I have I have read books. I read you know Glenn Hughes is a great inspiration. I like I like reading books and having some some advice on and how to sing and he put some little Anecdotes in, and that you should be doing when before this, and before that. So I picked up little things like that. Um, I I I started watching an Ozzy Osbourne um, warm up um, um, film a few years ago, but it lasted around about two seconds. So I didn't wa- <laughs> I didn't carry on watching that. So um, <laughs> he, he he doesn't warm up. And I factored, no. I, I I saw a warm up from Brian Johnson from ACDC. I don't know every. It's on YouTube. It's well worth seeing. And the guy is interviewing him, and he's going, well, what do you do to warm up? And he goes, well, I go in the shower, and I shout, and that's it. And I thought, well, I suppose, yeah, that works for some people. But um, I warm up, and um, I warm down, and it works for me, basically. That's it. Um, And I make sure I I, I take good drinks and hot water and honey and everything before I sing. Um, And it works for me. So, no, I I haven't had formal training. I've just read about it and try and follow what I've read. Hmm.
0: We're going to listen to another one, and then when we come back, we'll uh, we'll let you guys tell our listeners that want to follow you more closely where to find your, your stuff, your websites, your socials, and that sort of thing. But let's listen to Don't Hide Behind Your Weakness. You, can you set that song up for us?
3: Well, this is a tune that Fred put together. Well, he puts all the, the tunes together, and I struggled with this for a while, and I thought, well, I'd written some lyrics before, and it 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 reminds me of some of the people that come and see us. People who, who who are very shy. They don't they don't they don't come and talk to us. But then they write a lot of stuff on shows from media about how they enjoy us. And I I got quite frustrated because I thought, well, come and have a chat to us and talk to us, you know. But they they, they it, it takes a while for them to warm up and do so. So I, I put this song together inspired by them really and other people in life who are not always forthcoming and they're always hide behind themselves and not are not. Um, Someone who can um, socialize very well. And it's called Don't Hide Behind Your Weakness.
4: No, right, I like is. that. I like that.
0: To about you know these songs up to the chorus, and you know, Fred, we haven't been able to get into any of your uh your guitar solos. Oh yet.
1: my gosh,
2: uh, that always happens, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> but we're going to close. But the let me show. speak
1: of it though, man, because yeah. I've, I've listened to it today. I was like, Good God, man, <laughs> it was the actually what I was writing down is the backline is amazing. What, what I listen to, I love, I love a tight, tight backline where a lot of times. If, if you If you pan down all instruments and you just had the drums and, and uh, bass and vocals, the song is fine. it drives itself and and, and I love a good backline. but <laughs> the the guitars man, the guitar play and, and uh, performance on this on these songs are killer. I mean just killer.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: It's not cookie cutter stuff either. You're not doing cookie cutter solos and these easy, you know, turnarounds or anything like that. So it, it
2: Yeah, it's this feely stuff. It just comes from it's just it's, it's a long time of um now I think yeah, it's I think Richie Sambora kind of said it years ago, you know, he kind of the the solo as you should be able to sing it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it should be mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a thing in itself, isn't it? Yeah. It it the song's the sum of its parts, and that's a that's a that's an important part of the of the song. Well, and I they're not there yeah, they're not they're not very long.
0: Yeah, Fred, what's your uh, what's your favorite solo
3: on this album? Oh,
1: man! <laughs> Maybe you should ask Rob because Fred is a, a not ever going to really have a favorite. He's going to oh, hate no, them no. all. you'll
3: pick it. I know you'll pick the right one.
1: <laughs> Which one do you hate the least, Fred? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know. It's like your favorite... Yeah, it's, <laughs> which is your favorite child? <laughs> um, yeah, there's no winner. Uh, I, I I I like the solo in I Come In Peace, which is the slow song on there. Partly because I, I kind of composed that before the song, before any of the music for the song. I, I stumbled upon this, the, the beginning bit of it, just noodling around on the guitar and I kind of recorded it. and thought, I've, I've got to do something with that. And then Rob and I started on the song and the guys kind of worked up the, the 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 song itself and it and i had this solo idea already yeah that one i i really like
1: The ability to write a solo that you do that you're singing you're humming along with it and kind of have that it just has that drive to it you know just kind of kind of like Rob's vocal lines on it that it kind of cuts through and gets you to the point and and takes you with it so it sounds like Fred that you kind of are the driving force in the uh, writing of the music. For the original, yeah, stuff.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I come. I'm a riff writer, really. Okay, uh, and 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 I'm good at assembling riffs, and 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 then, and also, Rob is really good at picking up on the vibe of, of something. So, the process really is, as I get ideas, I just jot them down, and I'll, I'll go a couple of weeks with none, and then I'll have one night where I get four or five ideas, and I, I just roughly stick mm. them down, and the ones that I think have got that come back. I send them to to Rob, and Rob's always writing lyrics and ideas as well, and if the vibe kind of fits, we'll kind of weld the two things together, and then Rob might come back and say, Well, I'm thinking of this for a chorus and he'll mm. just he'll sing into the screen and send it over you know in lockdown we haven't you know, we've been doing it remotely oh yeah um and i'll I'll kind of go okay that i, I get I'll get what you're after, and then we when we got. A, a, something roughed out we share it with the rest of the guys and then they all bring in all this other stuff mm. a lot of the solos i've got to say uh because uh moose uh mark and steve they can do, do something behind it that makes gives me a canvas um and i try and do the same for rob when we're writing is try trying you know it Everyone's listening to the lyrics, and everyone's really—you know—that's the—that's the the central core of the, of the song. That's what gets people. So we, you know, try and try and support that.
1: As as you guys kind of are going through these stages of building these songs, does it change a little bit and adapt to each player? Does everybody yeah. kind of hey, well, here's what I hear, and then all of a sudden, what you were hearing becomes this new thing that you didn't even. Yeah. Concern. Yeah, and they
2: they just they take on a little life of their own then, and they sometimes you 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 kind of you you feel you you've lost your original thing, and then you listen to it, and you go, actually that's so much better than
4: <laughs> yeah
2: what I what where what I thought it was going to be, yeah. um and and yeah, and the guys just bring stuff to it, you know, they're all good musicians, they're all they can all write stuff. It's just that you know. Our process is, I kind of tend to start it all off. And with Rob, we're greater than the sum of our parts, as I'm sure, you know, I think most most
3: bands are. That, that it is quite interesting, though, because it sounds like it's a fluid thing. It's not always a fluid thing. And, uh, you know, I think Fred would, would agree that we do go in and there is frustration. Naturally, mm. there's frustration oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. we're lucky to have great musicians in the band and they've all been in other bands and they're all competent and they have an idea of how it should be, Mm -hmm. but we've got to, we've got to rein it in quite a lot. Um, and it is a frustration, but I think the, the end product is the winning product. And I think Mm -hmm. we look at it and go, okay, yeah, I can hear that now. And we're always open to ideas, obviously, but I think as a band, you need to, you need to, to gel as a, as, as a fivesome. And that's very, very important. And, we are good friends. And that helps, I think, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We've all got our little um, weird ways of working and our passion and our belief. You know, we've got a heavy metal drummer in the, in the band. You know, Steve mm-hmm. is an incredible... He yeah. won't play unless he's got his whole kit. Which, which is... <laughs> 47 pieces. I, I, know, yeah. I know those I no, was a lot One more of those. than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe me. Yeah. He and wanted a different snare asked, on every <laughs> song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the first thing yeah. he asked is, is there going to be any room to pop my double kit? So, you know, we respect that because that's what he does, you know, yeah. and we, we, we work around it. And and then take we, it out in the mix. And then take it out <laughs> in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, they deserve that with as much beer as they have to haul. No shit, man. Drummers. <laughs> but no, yeah. it, it's, it's good fun and, and we laugh no, about man. it, you know, and we get passionate because we think we, the little bits that we put in, we want to keep. But we, it just works together really well. Oh, you know, as Fred said, we've been around the block a few times. You know, this is a great opportunity for us. You know, we're, we're, we're the oldest band on the scene, I think, at the moment. The new wave of classic rock. We're the oldest ones. So um, we've, we've got to toe the line. And um, it, it just works for us. And it, it's a great, it's yeah, a great, Band to be with, it's the best band I've been in by far, mm. and I've oh, had yeah. all of, us, I of think, singing yeah. for some great
2: bands. I mean, it's it's you know it's hard songwriting. Sometimes it's it's a hard mm. process. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've had some you know, you know difficult evenings you know, <laughs> working the songs up. Well, uh, 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 yeah, uh, there's, there's frustrations there, and you know it's not all wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, dancey
1: stuff, for, you know, not just be like, especially Fred, but you know, Fred when when the spark of the idea generates from your hands and you have this thought process on on the way something should go or the way you think the song is going to end up and you let it out to, you know, you finally get it to a point where you let it, you let Rob hear it and go, Rob, here's what I've got this idea and then it comes back and it's, it may have a little bit of an, but every little adjustment is an adjustment to the original idea that you came up with. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, pride and 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 you know, I, I'm a, I'm songwriter ego that goes with yeah, being yeah. able to accept, yeah. um, that that push against what your original idea was. Yeah, it's hard, uh, you it's know. So, and I have
2: to, you know I, to, you know, sometimes I have to go. I go home and go. I was a bit of an ass then, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done, got to let Yeah, you, it's a band of everyone, and 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 you've got, you know, it's it's a creative thing, but but sometimes it is just that the you have a vision for something and you believe in it i mean we you know we do some jokey songs and we do some fun stuff but we take the music really seriously yeah yeah, yeah. you know this is this is everything to us yes it's 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 you know to the core it's been you, you know almost every waking moment uh engrossed in it and, and working towards it um so you know it's, there's a lot of emotional attachment to stuff there and it's yeah you know, it's hard to do isn't it it's hard to mm. You know, unless you're a session musician, but yeah. it's our band. I mean, it's and we. You know, but also, you have to respect that it's every, it's all of our band, mm-hmm. and we're all emotionally attached to it. And everyone does brings a lot to the. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't be. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be uh, enjoying the the success and the, the relative success and the uh, and and all of the highs without everyone in the band and Rob the same with the rest of us and, and Moose the same and, and, and Mark and Steve you know where are some of the parts but it's, it's hard isn't it bands are hard that's why they don't last but I yeah. think being mm-hmm. older um well being yeah, older learn probably a little helps. bit how to work it yeah
1: well, I mean, you know, if you've had any type of uh, family life or anything like that, you've navigated. I mean, it's the same thing. You're in relationships. It's not only the band relationships, yeah. but it's individual relationships inside the band. And it, it's uh, like, it, it's hard. It is yeah, managing it is another family. Well. And, mm-hmm. and
2: everyone, you know, everyone has to, Yeah, you know, we're all different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's different. No doubt. You kind of, we, we've we worked, out how, how, to, how to work with each other pretty well, you know, um, you know we and we 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 have a we spent a lot of time together um but we wouldn't all naturally choose to go on holiday with the five of us <laughs> 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 you know, That's yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well what the
3: guys what the guys do realize though is that... um it's all about me, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, a, hard, it was a, a perfect hard lead man process, but they don't know it's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. But the book starts with the wrong. All about me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Quick and <laughs> the better off you are.
1: Cheers! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheers, cheers <laughs> to that. Rob. Oh, you guys, that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So our listeners that want to follow you guys a little more closely, where can they do that? What's your socials, your website, anything else that might help them find Sons of Liberty?
2: Yeah, well, the best the best place to find us is the website. And you can, all of the links are right across the front page at the top. Yeah. So it's uh, all the W's, sons of Liberty sonsoflibertyband.com. Uh, and from there, you can get to YouTube, see the videos, yes. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything.
1: Yeah. I encourage you strongly to go to SonsOfLiberty.com because they got all kinds of cool stuff yeah, going on on their yeah, website. website. That's <laughs> a great website. Plus, yeah. um, to have all the links. I mean, dude, you got four, 47 links right there. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> There's everything. So, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah,
2: we're getting you. We're getting you. If you go the there, way. we got you. You <laughs> yeah. go there. And go you there. can subscribe. Do it. <laughs>
1: subscribe, <laughs> do it. We got, we I'm working to. on our website. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'll get with the technician... <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 if you go there, you're gonna yeah. you. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna
1: cost you. Yeah, it's gonna expensive. So, I'm the technician, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna close out
0: the podcast with Ruby Star. Talk to us about that
3: latest release, by the way. Yeah, it's been sitting on the shelf for a long time. That one, um, really? Well, th- the lyrics have certainly the idea of the lyrics. Have I, um, as I as I said, mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm a great Black Oak Arkansas fan. I never saw them live. I, I remember there was a road show many years ago that came to our town, and they were trying to introduce new bands from America on it. And there was um, Black Oak Arkansas. Uh, um, who else was on there? I'm just trying to think. Um, I um, oh, I, anyway, anyway, there was one. There, there, there was Warner Brothers. It was, and they brought all these films, and they were showing all these new bands and everything, and. Um, I thought, oh my god, Hot Nasty came on, and I and I thought, what is that? And then the song Jim Dandy came on, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I love this. This is incredible. So I I watched it, bought the albums, um, but never got the chance to see them, unfortunately. But I was always um, intrigued by the the lady on the right hand side. Her name was Ruby Starr. She sang with the Oak for, for, for quite a few years. Um, she was only about five foot two, but she was incredible singer. Um, And I bought her albums um, after she left Black Oak. um, And the band was called Grey Ghost. And I loved the music. I loved the way she sang. I think personally she was far more a better soul singer than Janis Joplin. And that's Mm. saying something. No doubt. Um, And anyway, one thing led to another. And I went to America in the late 80s, early 90s. And um, I was on my own. And I was traveling around the strip trying to find live music, as you do. And I walked into the Atlantic Hotel, which is now the, um, I think it's the uh, Hard Rock Hotel. And there was a band playing. And I didn't think anything of it. I had a drink, whatever it was. And she was playing. And I didn't realize, I, no I swear way. To, I didn't realize it was her. And I looked at her and I thought, she looks familiar. And anyway, I found out later it was her. Um, <gasps> and she was an incredible, incredible singer. <laughs> um, so I I've, I've was wow. interested yeah. in, her, in her story. And, um, you know, I've, I've I've kept in touch with there's a Facebook um, um site on there for her and um I read up a little bit about her and I've talked to Jim Dandy's daughter Pippa and she was telling me that he, she she was a great influence on him and um I know he wrote a song on his last album um in her in a in a in a memory so I thought well hey let's put a rocker out there and let's put uh, Ruby in there and try and try and get some recognition for her so that's what that's the way it came about Fred put a great Sort of hard rock backing to it, and then I, I managed to fit the lyrics into it, and that's where this song came from. That's cool. In respect of Ruby, that's awesome. Killer story. Is, is Ruby still around? No, she died. Um, she was forty-five when she died. Oh and, wow! Uh, it was in nineteen. She died in nineteen ninety-five. Oh, um, okay. Of cancer, she went home to Toledo, her hometown, and she passed away there. And really I know sad. there's a there's a, um, a grave and everything there. I've tried to contact some of her friends and everything to have some background onto it, but I was unfortunate um, not to get get anybody. But if there's anybody listening and they know anything about her and they um, could shine some light on some information, I would be love to hear from it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well. What a great honor no yeah, to have that song. Well, Fred and Rob, thanks for spending an hour with us, a little bit over an hour. We, uh, we've we really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Brother Neil,
2: Ra- thank you Ra- very much. We really yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you. And I mean, uh, yeah, we do, we do this anyway. Just... You
3: we'll we'll hang out. I've got very drunk, guys. I've got very drunk. Oh, man, you got the Buffalo,
0: man. You got the good stuff. Buffalo Trace is our favorite. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. That's one of our favorites.
3: Oh, yeah, that's good.
1: Mm. Hey, by the way, it's 2 o'clock and I'm drunk. I've got the 120 going over here. I don't don't know what I'm going to do with with the rest of my day.
0: And we're less than an hour from Buffalo Trace. And he kicks me out
1: immediately following this stuff. I don't know if people know that. He's like, (laughs) No. I swear I don't know what's going Brad. on That's That's not true, no, no, no. what I have noticed Neil
3: what I have noticed is Brad's kept the bottle quite close to him he hasn't passed it over to you a great deal honestly. I just
1: look I'm glad you finally said something I've never wanted to bring yeah. it up but.
2: Brad, you
3: need, Brad have,
2: a, have a word with yourself mate <laughs> yeah, have a word with yourself <laughs> alright man it has been a lot of fun <laughs> here oh,
3: we
4: go it's been great Thanks Star.